Welcome back to Clinched Up with me, Jesse Diaz. I'm. This is an American Muay Thai podcast to promote the fighters of America that fight Muay Thai, the promotions, anything American Muay Thai related. I, I want to promote, right? And uh, you're gonna get that every Monday. And roughly, I'll post them. And, uh, I'll try to have them out like at least by 6 p.m. at night. And you guys, I, the reason why I'm doing this is not for fame. It's not for for money. Uh, it's because I love Muay Thai. Love Muay Thai. Muay Thai has brought me a way better life than I can imagine. And I'm I'm an amateur fighter and assistant coach at Strike Fitness here in Los Banos, California. And I never imagined I'd be doing all that I'm doing. And a lot of my the the good stuff that's in my life right now, it's because of Muay Thai. So I want to give back. I want to promote those fighters that that a lot of the casual fight fans don't really know about. You know, Muay Thai is a special sport. It's traditional and it's an awesome sport, right? And it's growing in America. I it's the number one podcaster in the world, the uh, Joe Rogan always talks about Muay Thai and how why why don't we get bigger? Why don't we get why doesn't it get bigger in in America? And partly it's because to to blame it's it's the Muay Thai community, right? And I don't want to say the the fighters or the promotion. It's the people that love Muay Thai. Like it's our job to to grow this. And that's why I I I'm not a professional fighter. I'm not a promoter. Like these people are the fighters and the promoters are putting it all on the line to give us this Muay Thai that we love. It's our job to help promote it, to talk about it, to, to, to grow it, right? As fans, it's as not community, as fans, it is our job to grow it if we love it, right? And I'm just a fan of it, to be honest. So I, I think it's not, it's not because we don't, that America, Americans don't like um, stand-up Muay Thai, that they don't like watching it. No, it's just we have to pump it out there, pump it out there, slowly but surely, every every week, every day, every month, whatever. Just keep on spreading the word because, I mean, it's changed. It's changed me who who lives in in Central Valley, California, who was working at FedEx, uh, not really doing anything with my life. And and then I find I find a, a really good coach here in Los Banos, a, f- a small farm town, and she just t- starts taking me on this journey. And so far, it's it's changed my life. Like if it could change my life, it could change so many more other so many other people in the United States. So the goal is just to promote Muay Thai guys, and I don't know, but uh, yeah. Besides that, that's the, the that's the reason why I'm doing it. But today we got uh, Stephanie Frosto, WBC Muay Thai champion. You guys, women's Muay Thai. She she's brought up, right? She's she's producing Stephanie Makakinha Frosto, one of the best and one of the nicest nicest people. Most uh, not I want not just nice, just humble. One of the most humble people I've ever met. And um, then we have Kendra McIntyre, who just recently she she just announced on the podcast that she she signed with Lion Fight. 
controlling the clinch there. Whoa! Oh, oh, high kick puts her out! Oh, oh, out cold! Out cold! That's the fight! Out cold with a high Yo, kick. Yo, people are on their feet! No one saw that head kick coming, out. not even Kendra herself! Alright, and then we have uh, Kaya, Kaya Knowles, who I had the chance to watch at the TBA tournament in Iowa. Uh, she was a beast. Uh, you you want to talk about the that short, stocky fighter that's going to come forward and and wreck girls that's her and i was impressed because it, like not only did she just she didn't come bum rushing in with her head down she kept her distance picking her shots just coming forward put the pressure on and it, it, she's she's a monster so it's cool to see so i i i uh I, if you guys listened to last week's i li- i I interviewed Jason Park and he talks about boxing works and and then so I was at TBAs and then I I seen the the unif I want to say jerseys right what do you, the, these uniforms that people are coming out with are are starting to look like jerseys right like it's getting better the uniforms are getting better and I think the the more I open my my world the world of Muay Thai the more it opens up to me the the more cool stuff I see. But the uniforms, Boxing Works uniforms, I started seeing the name. And I, I, so I sat down, and me, Coach, and, and the cut man, Ben, we all watched her fight, and I was impressed. So I, I well, yeah, uh, getting into Muay Thai news. You guys, getting into Muay Thai news. Uh, we don't have that much going on, right, in here in America. But there is two fight cards this month. We have Lion Fight 67. Uh, in Italy, in Italy, there's two uh, Americans on the main card, and the main event is two Italians. Oh no, not two Italians. I don't know what that flag is. Horrible, Jesse. Come on, I need to go back to school for geography. But uh, Enrico Corrada versus Patrick Bitakovics. Uh, it's for the light heavyweight title, the Lion Fight World Light Heavyweight Title. At 175, and then you got a uh, you got two Americans. You have Andy Nguyen, who, if you guys don't remember, I think it was on Lion Fight. What I remember her from is when I mean she's she's a vet, right? Um, what I remember her from was taking the Muay Thai fight for Lion Fight, and she got kicked in the arm, and she broke her arm, and I just remember it going. Like it was like whole you you, you kind of knew that it was like it was broken because it just goes limp, boom! Right when it got hit, it just went limp. And I'll put the video right here. Now, but it's just so it, that's what I remember her from recent stuff. And then you have Chip Chip Pollard, and so those are the two American fighting. So Chip Pollard, so Annie Nguyen's fighting Sonia Din, and then Chip Pollard's fighting uh, Jacob Baninko. And, uh, yeah, so that's the lion fight. And I'll end up breaking it down uh, when it comes cl- gets closer, right, probably a w- the week of, and we'll, we'll try to get some guests on that are on that card. That would be pretty cool. And then we have, so far with the Triumphant 12, I haven't seen any news about it, but it's still Eddie Abasolo versus Alex Buble. And uh, that one is... In Mexico, August seventh, not in July. So the first week of August, I'll have I'll have a breakdown 
of that too uh, when it gets closer. Hopefully I could, uh, maybe I'll hit up uh, Eddie to see if he wants to do it or not. And uh, yeah, but other than that, there's not that much news. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, guys, it, It's and we're barely getting back to it, right? It was 4th of July over the weekend. Hope you guys had a good 4th of July. And you're starting to see things open up. That means fight cards. That means just stuff in general. Like we, as a team, strike my, my gym, we went out to eat. And that was fun. We're just gonna be planning different stuff. I mean, we haven't went out since, like, so there's we haven't. I don't know if other gyms are dealing with this or not dealing with it. It's a good thing. But before the pandemic, used to hang out as a gym all the time. And then during the pandemic, we we've grown. We've gotten new uh, members and a bunch of new members. So they don't, they haven't, we've never hung out with them. And then finally, we're opening back up and we have a, a whole community that's just eager to go hang out. And we finally went out and it's it's kind of cool, right? It's it's a cool experience. And now they get to experience the going to PKBs, going to fights and every weekend doing something. You know, for Los ba- living in Los Banos, a small town that I live in, having to do something every weekend that's an amazing feeling because you don't have it's not we we don't live in the bay area we don't live in a, a big city it's it's we always have to drive somewhere so if 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 we have people to hang out with in in los baños and stay here over the weekend it's always it feels better right and then we have um but that that's not that much news but you guys uh these are going to come out every Monday. The guest today, it's going to go Stephanie, it's going to go Kendra, and then it's going to go Kaya. And we'll have them in order. And just let me know if you guys ha- if you guys want anybody else on. Uh, message me or send them my way. Also, uh, you guys, check out my buddy's, my buddy's uh, a brand, Adaptive Sessions. He's a uh, kettlebell expert. He... He's basically a personal trainer. That He's a, a martial artist. Overall, just cool guy. He does everything. He's the Joe Rogan of San Jose, I call him. But he's he's always doing something. Uh, I, I think he's fully booked right now. But go give him a follow at Adaptive Sessions. He, his gear, if you guys ever want uh, good working out gear, good shirts, or just good, nice gear, he comes out with some dope stuff. Well, yeah. Other than that, my my weekend, my weekend. I I guess I uh, found a new hobby for Sundays, right? Um, so I read a book about. I think I said it last week. I read a book about treasure hunting. I I, I fell in love with it. So when I after my fight at the TBAs, I had a like a few days off, and all I was doing was watching YouTube about metal detecting and about magnet fishing yeah i said magnet fishing and uh i fell in love with metal detecting so i got a metal cheap pretty cheap metal detectors for how much metal detectors cost it's on the low end because i don't know if i'm gonna really really do this right so i um i bought i bought one uh got a shovel that's probably the only other tool i got and I went out to the park, and I I started metal. I started just trying it out. Found a bunch of nails, and found a bunch of just scrap metal. Right? It's kind of stupid. Uh, 
uh, I guess in my head, I was like, I'm going to find them at least a quarter of the first day, right? I didn't. But next week, we're gonna we're not going to go to the park. Me and my wife, we're probably going to go out to public land, meaning uh, like the state park. Or there's there's a place called Pinoche Hills uh, down the street, maybe 30, minute, 30 minutes from Los Banos, and it's just public land, and it's just go see what's over there, try to find something. Or go to the reservoir that's next to us. After 4th of July, it's, it's awesome. But every Sunday, I'm going to do that. Every Sunday, I'm just going to go metal tech, get my mind off of stuff. And I think you need that. Uh, if you're doing anything all week, the same thing all week, there needs to be a day when you just, like, unwind and not really think about it, right? Uh, even though I, I still was, uh, I'm still always thinking about podcasting and, and Muay Thai and, and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'll, 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 maybe I'll show my, my finds every, every Monday. Not that you guys want to see, but hopefully one day. Well, I'll, you guys know I'm going to announce it when, when I find a coin. So you guys, if you guys haven't subscribed, subscribe. Uh, give me a follow on Instagram, Jesse the Hassle Diaz. I do have another uh, podcast called The Hassle of Hair. It's a podcast me and my wife host. We also interview inspirational people going after their dreams, going after the passions. And yeah, it, go follow, go take, give a listen after this one. So you guys, Stephanie Frosto, Kendra McIntyre, Kaya Knowles, all three of them. Thank you guys for doing the interview. Thank you guys for listening. I love you. Have a great week. And remember, enjoy Muay Thai and promote it. If we if we all promote it together, we all win. I I, I can't stress it enough. I love y'all. Peace. We have Round with us Stephanie fight. Frosto, WBC Muay Thai champion, and because this is a Muay Thai show, uh, she's also a MMA champion, but strictly Muay Thai, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and she she's also a black belt in BJJ, and one of my I, I haven't been able to talk to you when I go to the resistance, but you're one of my favorite uh, Muay Thai fighters that have transitioned to MMA because of your fighting style and how you didn't really take away from your, your Muay Thai when you jump into the cage. Your hands are up. You have a really good stance, and it's it's amazing to see. So my first question is your, your thoughts on – on MMA, dropping your hands and having your hands up or having your hands down, what what are the differences? Why would you drop your hands and why do some fighters do that? Dropping your hands in MMA is very dangerous because we're we're using smaller gloves. Um, I feel like you can probably get away with it a little bit more in uh, Muay Thai because you know you kind of have more vision that way. But um, I feel like keeping your hands up is very important. So even I'm still working on, you know, getting that. And well, all your, all your fights, all your fights, it's really like you, you have them almost like a Muay Thai stance. You have them here the whole entire fight. I love it. I like it. I like it. But, (laughs) and uh, watching triumphant 10, when Eddie Abasolo was on the fight card, you were hitting pads in the middle between between fights and it seemed like the pad holders didn't know kind of like who you were 
than when they were holding pads for you. Did you get the sense for it? Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Well, cause they asked, they asked people in the, in the audience, like who wants to kick pads. And then yeah. my team started screaming my name. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, I guess. Did they, then, did they know you're a Muay Thai champion? Um, well, some of the, the announcers knew, but like not all of them. So when I started kicking pads, like, uh, I guess it was Stefan Bonner was surprised. Like, I didn't know the fans <laughs> kicked like that. And then uh, I guess Brandon was, was like, no, she's a Muay Thai fighter, you know? And then he's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So. It was kind of funny to see, like, the, the reaction, especially from Stefan Bonner. It's like, no, she's a Muay Thai champion. She should know how to kick. Um, yeah. Because of that, like, how do how do as a community for Muay Thai, how do we grow the sport? Like, what are how do you think uh, how do we get Muay Thai to be promoted, right? As big as as MMA and yeah, as other sports. Uh, well, I feel like they're doing a pretty good job right now and putting on big fights and big names, getting them to fight each other. But I feel like Muay Thai still has a lot of respect and um, like you know, I guess just the common person doesn't really understand that yet. So you have to be more knowledgeable in the sport and yeah. able to like really get into it. And MMA is more, I guess you could see like a fight on the street and people would think like, oh yeah, that's, that's like MMA. It's more, I don't know, barbaric at some points, especially when you're lower level people really like to see that especially if they're not um really educated in in you know the art of fighting like what they're seeing they miss a lot of of the little things because you know they're not they're not really looking for that they just want to see blood but in muay thai you know you have to it starts just at a slower pace and then it builds but when people see the blood, which, you know, eventually happens because there are elbows and, you know, some pretty, pretty uh, gnarly strikes, <laughs> then that's when people start getting hyped. But, you know, it takes a little bit longer for um, the Muay Thai fight to to build and, and go up. Yeah, it, like that. triumphant. If you watch how triumphant promotes their their fights, they don't do it. I don't know if you've seen the BKFC, the bare knuckle fighting. And how they promote their fights is a little different from from uh, from Triumphant, right? Triumphant sticks to the tradition of Muay Thai. That's why I, I love about their cards. Even Lion Fight, like it's all about tradition. And it'd be, I think it would damage the sport if they took away from that. And I, I like that they're keeping to the tradition in the sport. And so going off of Muay Thai, you are a BJJ black belt. What do you like better? Do you like Muay Thai better? Do you like uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu better? Like, wh what's your favorite sport? Well, I started Martial in Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. so I, I started in Muay Thai. But then, um, like, there wasn't any fights that I could take when I first started. Like, so I ended up taking a professional MMA fight, which I had no ground game, no Jiu-Jitsu. And so I lost my first fight with an arm bar. So I was like, I have to learn this stuff. And then it took, a, it took me a while to get into it. Like, um, so jujitsu took me a little bit longer to, to actually start liking it. 
I think another reason is because, you know, my sister would always, she always hated jujitsu. Like she'd always talk trash, <laughs> not <laughs> talk trash, but you know, be like, I hate jujitsu. Like we're not going to go. And then I was like, well, I kind of like it, but you know, back then when my sister wasn't doing something, it was hard for me to, you know, get the, the courage to do it by myself. Yeah. So it took me a while. And then I eventually started um, getting into jujitsu a little bit more when uh, we moved to Ohio and, you know, we started training jujitsu like nonstop. And then uh, we moved back to California. It was hard to find, you know, a good jujitsu instructor. And it was kind of starting to get a little, um, I don't know, like I started getting kind of sad, like I'm never going to find you know, yeah. someone who can teach me jujitsu that like, I'm excited to learn until, you know, Darren came to the gym and started teaching um, our MMA practice. But when we had MMA instructors coming and they were just teaching wrestling and, you know, I had bad experiences with wrestling too. So it's like, ah, okay, well, I guess I'll just keep going to practice. And he started showing more jujitsu centric movements and then I, I was starting to get excited again so I'm I feel like I'm trying to balance out Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu so but like right now I feel like I'm more into the grappling aspect of fighting and um but also still trying to keep my stand-up yeah, sharp keep it, so keep it balanced keep it balanced keep it balanced yeah, yeah. you talked a little bit about the the journey of trying to find coaches and trying to find your environment that works for you and being a younger sibling of a a monster of an older like your sister's a monster how is it being that younger sibling already living through your sister and being in that environment already and getting the uh, the firsthand experience from her now you get to to live from her mistakes right I mean, not saying that she made a lot of mistakes, but I'm saying anything that she's learned, she's going to teach you. How was that experience? Yeah, I mean, starting, starting, um, starting the fight journey, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to do it. But, you know, following in my sister's footsteps and, you know, trying to figure out if I'm doing this for myself. But when I first started, I was just doing it to pretty much be a body for her and there wasn't a lot of women in the sport. So having another girl with you makes it more comfortable and, you know, doing something together and getting that bond, um, you know, is what started it. But then we started becoming really competitive with each other and, you know, <laughs> she wasn't letting me win for anything. And, you know, at one point she even said like, Oh, you're never going to beat me. And that <laughs> kind of set a fire in me. Like, I'm never going to be you. Like, why would you say that? Yeah. I, I don't know if she was joking, but, you know, and uh, being the little sister, I was like, you know, I got to work harder because, you know, I'm smaller than her. And we, we would get into pretty uh, intense sparring matches. And, you know, our coaches had to separate us at one point and, you know, like, you're going to train there and you'll train there. But, but um, and then for a while, it's kind of, you know, got, got kind of got put put on the sidelines. So I was, you know, just kind of working on my own and trying to figure out, like, do I really want to do this? Like, you know, I, I started 
training just because you know just being a partner but you know changing my mindset like no like I'm not a partner I need to train for myself now and that's when I started to to figure out like like if this is important to me like I need to make myself better for me and not you know for other people to I guess to use me and and uh you know to make other people better and it was just it was a struggle um you know because a lot of our practices like me and my sister uh we would you know we would physically be fighting but you know after the the sparring session's over it's like I'm still kind of angry because you're going hard on me and you know, I was like, I don't know if it's because the camera was on or it's because, you know, like I'm the little sister and, you know, a lot of, a lot of embarrassing pictures, videos are out there, like her mounting me and, you know, like trying to uh, pretty much smother me. But part of that is what made me so tenacious and like not being willing to give up, you know, just because I have all these, um, I guess I have all these, yeah, disadvantages yeah. Uh, compared to the other person. Like, just keep trying, and then eventually, you know, I started, you know, tagging her a little bit more, and not just her, like other people in the gym. And um, I started to see myself grow, and you know, I started to get more attention from, you know, like the other coaches, like Darren, pretty much took me under his wing like like you know we're gonna make you a badass uh, yeah. MMA fighter so I was like yeah that you know that sounds good to me I mean he didn't like say that but with his actions you know um coaching me and and uh I guess uh it was kind of difficult at first taking um criticism because when you're kind of on your own and you're trying to process what you're doing wrong but when someone tells you you're doing something wrong you know at first you know I would take offense it like I'm not good enough you know like I'm trying the best that I can but it's not good enough but that's just kind of like my own programming you know growing up being a little sister you know you know you're not doing enough or you're gonna do what I say stuff like that (laughs) So it was, it's been, uh, it's been a, you know, tough journey. I didn't have like the, the best guidance. You know, I, I took a lot of tough fights that I probably shouldn't have, but it also taught me that, you know, I'm not made of glass, which is one of, uh, one of the things, uh, Darren would say when, uh, when I would go into a fight, like you're not made of glass. Yeah. So you can take a punch, you're <laughs> gonna get hit. Like, yeah. okay, you're right. And then being able to to overcome that. And you know, like it didn't make my record the best, but it made me who I am and being able to move forward from that. Yeah, regard. It it's cool to hear coming from you, um, especially because uh, our fight team, Strike Fitness, 
uh, we we've done two tournaments and a and two weekends, and all three of us lost. And it's like my sister hasn't came come home yet, and it's kind of me. I'm a little bit older, so I could deal with losing pretty pretty well, like failure, right? Failure pretty mm -hmm. well. And my sister, I just she's in the beginning stages of it. Like these are her first moments in life where she's failing. And it's it's cool to to hear from somebody that's went through the whole journey and how well you deal with it. Failure is is when you're first starting martial arts, you're gonna right when you jump into the gym, you're gonna go get your butt kicked. Like you're gonna be the nail every single time. And I I don't know what I'm saying right now, but I'm just saying that that I hope whoever's listening understands that that martial arts is about failure and overcoming those failures and becoming a really good martial artist. And uh, Darren, I, I don't think he gets enough credit on, uh, on how well he, he um, other like a casual fan, I'm talking about casual fans. They don't give him enough credit from, for being a coach that takes these Muay Thai fighters and transitions them, transitions them into MMA. Like how, how awesome of a coach was Darren, like that transition, like you were, you're kind of blessed with a really good MMA coach. Yeah. I mean, Darren has been amazing. Yeah. Not just like turning Muay Thai fighters into MMA fighters, like Muay Thai fighters, like he understands, you know, the fight mentality, like no matter if you're doing MMA or Muay Thai, uh, like he's really good at being a coach for fighting. Like, he's just not just, like, the techniques, but, you know, your conditioning and being mentally prepared and putting this through these really tough workouts and situations. So you know that when you're in there and you're getting, I want to say, when you're getting that feeling of, you know, exhaustion and tired, like, you've been there because... We go through that all yeah. week at the gym. So he's really good with working with each individual fighter as their own person and not trying to make everyone the same. Like everyone's going to be different. Yeah. And he understands that and he's really smart. So he's really good at just putting everything together, whether you're doing Muay Thai or MMA, jiu-jitsu. I don't know, kung fu, <laughs> <laughs> guns, everything. life, everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I asked everybody that comes onto the show so far, um, how has Muay Thai changed your life? Well, Muay Thai showed me that, um, you know, pain, <laughs> like it hurts. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can have adrenaline, but it's going to hurt. And uh, being able to take that and, you know, overcome it and do it again is makes me a stronger person, uh, not just for fighting, but, you know, living, living life and every day. Awesome. What's next, Stephanie? I, I know you had the, the UFC fight, uh, but what's what's next after this? I do have something in the books, but it's not signed yet. So I'm, I'm not able to say hey, it, but yeah. Soon I'll be able to, you know, tell you guys what I'm, I'm going to be up to. So can, can you say if it's going to be Muay Thai or MMA? It will be MMA. Awesome. Uh, hopefully some Muay Thai in the future. 
this year, um, depending on on how this other thing. So okay, not looking okay. too far in the future. Awesome, but gonna be prepared for whatever is gonna be there. If there's anything else you want to say, or anything that, or where people could find you on Instagram or the internet, uh, yeah, you're, the stage is yours. Uh, okay, well, I'm part of a new team with the Resistance, so we're located in Pleasanton, and um, I like to thank, you know, all my teammates that you know show up every day and help me to become a better fighter, and you know, Darren for getting me physically and mentally prepared um, through this whole transition. And uh, thank you, Jesse, for giving me this interview, <laughs> uh, you know, helping me um, with my, I guess, talking. If you, there's one thing I'll never forget, Stephanie, and I, I messaged you before that, that we we went to a gym that was full of killers right and i think you were i'm pretty sure you were the only one like my uh my my teammates we all from strike fitness we all went to a gym and we kind of like got pushed away like kind of like nobody really worked with the girls that were there the younger kids and the young girls that were there and you were the only one that made it a thing to go with everybody there like even the younger girls that were there and i'll never forget that my sister came up to me she told me that and i'll never forget that because that that doesn't there's fighters that was really good fighters and then there's really good people i think you're really you're you're both and that it, i'll never forget that thank you yeah i mean i was growing up being left out so i can kind of see people around and you know bring them in and I'm always willing to work with anybody, any skill level. And, um, you know, your girls are really tough. So I was really surprised by some of them. So I was like, oh, shoot, maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. But, the, yeah. Where can people find you on Instagram, Stephanie? Uh, Instagram is Stefa underscore Nini, K-N-E-E, K-N-E. -E. Um, and I also have Facebook, but I'm, I don't use that that much. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the twitter <laughs> yeah. i have that too but i don't use that either yeah so far but yeah but thank you again for doing this okay, stephanie guys that scares the crap out of me <laughs> um but i have kendra mcintyre mcintyre right yeah yeah kendra mcintyre a gifted priestess yes yes nice and i i i fought with uh, i fought on the same card kendra fought on in the stockton uh Nakmui. In uh, 2019? 20. 20, 20, 2020. And she head kicked uh, a girl from the IFMA team, the USA team. Controlling the punch there. Whoa! Oh, high oh, kick puts her out! Oh! Oh! That's the fight! Out cold with a high Yo, kick. Yo, people are on their feet! No one saw that head kick! And I'm barely finding out that you train Muay Thai. You don't train Muay Thai at a gym. Where you train Muay Thai basically in a yeah, garage. Yeah, yeah. So you like I'm 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 my I'm like I'm losing my mind right now because you knocked out a girl on the USA on the USA team, and you're not at a at an actual gym.
Well, I was at the time, but right okay. now I'm yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I thought you were just like underground fighting and all just got in the ring and knocked this girl out. No, not at all. <laughs> I've been but, on the for a while. That's where I first heard of you. And then I started uh, looking you up after that fight and I saw the fight with you and Yannick. That was an, an amazing fight. And Yannick's a girl from AKA that you guys had a, a beast of a fight and, and then started following you on social media and it, your your social media presence is actually a really good follow if you guys want to follow her gifted priestess <laughs> but how did you get into muay thai um that's actually an unusual story it's a it's not normal um if you if you want to hear it yeah yeah um so basically in high school um i was i was a soccer player I made varsity as a freshman. I like to tell people that. Um, but when I was a junior in high school, um, my stepdad got attacked and he was put into a coma. And at the time, like, I wasn't like religious. I believed in God, but I wasn't like, it was not something that praying and things like that that's not something that I did but because he was in a coma I was like oh my god like I have to pray or this man is going to die yeah. so what I did was I was like okay for 20 minutes every day I'm going to pray to God and contend for my stepdad's life and I did it like like religiously like a discipline so even though I didn't feel anything at first and it just felt like I was praying to the ceiling I was committed to doing that because I thought he would die if I didn't so eventually like months later after I was again doing this religious act of praying for him um when I finished praying I was like oh my god like I'm supposed to be a kickboxer like I'm going to be a world champion kickboxer like I'm supposed to be kickboxing and then from there I googled kickboxing and then Wait, so came up. yeah nobody you, told me anything you had no no training nothing no I I just had a conviction after praying uh, nothing to do with like fighting or what I should do in life. I was literally had nothing to do. And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm supposed to be a kickboxer. So like, what am I doing? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So it's not a normal story. Yeah. Um, so then I Googled research kickboxing and all the th that came up was Muay Thai. And it was just Muay Thai, Muay Thai, Muay Thai. And I was reading about Muay Thai. And then I started shopping around for gyms. And then I my dad liked El Nino, so I went to El Nino, and when I did it, I felt like I had met my soulmate, like I fell in love with the sport, it felt like a soulmate, like I never, like, it's like falling in love, like it's an intense feeling, um, and it's funny, because I remember, like, at our first intro, um, the trainer would be like, oh, so why are you doing this, and in my head, it was like, I'm supposed to be, I'm going to be a world champion, but you can't say that. Cause that's like so weird. Right. <laughs> like, oh, you know, trying to get fit. Yeah. It's, like, you know? it's pretty intense. Like just to walk into a gym and cause most people walk into a gym. Most of the stories are like, I just want to get fit and I want to lose weight. Yeah. But you, I have heard your story where you went to Thailand and you, 
you were you were in a bad were you in a bad place when you went to thailand something yeah, like, like that i think that most of my fighting journey was actually really hard and it wasn't very i as a kid because i'm very young remember like i was in high school there's this expectation that the trajectory to becoming world champion is quite linear you show up you get better and you think it's linear but i had some huge lows yeah. huge lows over and over and over again and they lasted forever like it took serious faith to be where i am right now you it's funny because you're not even you're not even a professional Muay Thai fighter yet, and you're getting close. Are you? I I I am now technically. Wait, who'd you sign with? I signed with Lion Fights. Nice. So yeah. you you're gonna be making your professional debut. Correct. Awesome, awesome. And how was it? How was it like your first Muay Thai fight with elbows? with knees with kicks how how was that experience because a lot of people like they watch boxing and you you had the the youtube versus tiktok this weekend oh yeah and, it, <laughs> and it's just like it, muay thai is like everything it's elbows it's so much different when you're getting punched in the face with kicks and elbows too at the same time and yeah. how how was that experience like did you did you still know you wanted to be a champion after going through your first fight without elbows yeah um so like in america like i fought with elbows but with the pads so in thailand there's no pads and little gloves um i think after i had my first full rules muay thai fight i felt i i was like oh my god i love this i'm i felt so happy i was like this is so much fun and i personally like i love training without gear or fighting without gear because i feel free I feel like a bird. I can't, <laughs> I can't like I, I don't accept fights that make me wear headgear because I guarantee you I will lose. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's annoying. I can't do it. <laughs> but you also you you you're actually a college major. I mean, a college uh, graduate, correct? Yeah. And I believe in computer science and. No, no uh, business, 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 business. Okay. Yeah. How how was it like training, going to school? Like how difficult was that? It was fucking difficult. It was <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I was going to like UC Berkeley. Like it was hard. And um, I was doing so bad in school and I was doing bad at fighting. I was I was failing at both. So yeah. it was it was a shit show. And what changed what changed it? Like what what decision? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I had to stop doing Muay Thai. Yeah. If I didn't stop. If I didn't sacrifice it, I was going to flunk. Yeah. So I stopped doing Muay Thai and was like, okay, I need to focus on graduating. And when I graduate, I'll go to Thailand. And that's exactly what I did. Who are your heroes in American Muay Thai? Mm. Who do you look up to? I think that in terms of character and heart, probably nobody. <laughs> but in terms of... Okay, I like two people. I like Jackie Bhutan because she's very humble. And I think we can all learn from something from her. She's very humble. So I really like that. Um, I really like, in terms of purely skill, I like, I really like Carrie Melendez. Like, she to me is one of the greatest striker, female strikers of all time. So in terms of skill, I think she's the one. And then Jackie's humble. And then, yeah. 
what like motivates you? Like what's your motivation? Like what gets you through those, those hard days or those hard fights? Like what is it that, that motivates you through your whole career? I think for me, fighting is very much tied with my faith. It's very much tied with God. And when I believe that this is God's destiny for me, this is his will for me. And this is how he uses me to just reach people, to inspire people. I think we're all given a destiny. I I believe that God puts a destiny in each one of us. And it could be art, it could be science, it could be sports, it could be whatever. And through that, we're going to inspire and help and save so many people by doing what it is that we're called to do. And for me, like preparing to fight Ashley Thiner was very intimidating, right? But I knew what that would do for my team in terms of morale and how that would inspire them and how I knew that certain people were looking at me and that this would affect them emotionally. Like if they saw me win, this would do something for them. And that's really what motivated me. And I prayed so hard to God that he would give me the victory because I knew how it would affect the people that I loved. That's awesome. That <laughs> It's crazy because like you just have those moments. And I'm trying to think like when I first, because when I first started this pod, like doing podcasts and trying to do stuff on the internet, like I was laying in bed and just thinking, and then something just told me like, grab a mic, start talking in it. And it, it's just, you have those moments where, where something like, cause I'm not that I'm religious, but I'm not like, I haven't been heavily religious. Right. If you would say, and it, there's, I still believe there's something there. There's something there that guides us. And it's crazy because fighting is so religious it, it's yeah, very very yeah, religious spiritual right yeah like yeah. you you have to you can't be worldly and fight you can't <laughs> you can't eat the bad foods you can't like you can't be worldly it's just like religion and it's cool to see your your re- religious background like come out like you're not afraid to just speak it and i think that's a, a really good attribute of yours i guess i would say and uh, so I'm going to ask you your last question because I know that it, that you're busy and that uh, you probably got to go to sleep since it's so late already. But how has Muay Thai changed your life? It is a really great question because I remember like doing this journey, I've actually suffered so much, right? Like socially, like internally, externally. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I could have avoided all of this if I just didn't do my time. <laughs> um, but I realized that the person that I've become and the wisdom that I've come, like attained was from all that suffering. Like, Muay Thai literally made me a better person, even though I was like in the shittiest situations. Like, every time I was in a shitty hole, like, I came out better, just like Thailand. Like, I was afraid of what other people thought about me. And through Muay Thai, I saw that and I overcame it and I enjoyed the sport so much more. And that that happens so much in terms of like jealousy, pride, every type of like, what is it? Like infirmity, like I've I've had it. And it's like through pursuing Muay Thai, 
it keeps breaking off of me and I become better and better and better. So it has changed me. Have you set up a fight yet? Have you guys uh, like found an opponent for lion fight? Well, found an opponent? I don't know, but I'm supposed to fight October 2021 in LA. That's what I'm told. Okay. That's awesome. And there's there's a bunch of fights coming out that that haven't been scheduled and I, I, I can't wait for them to be announced. And to hear that you're going pro, I'm super excited about it. Cause that head kick KO, if you guys haven't if people listening haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. Cause it was like even watching your face, when you head kick you they they have the camera on your face in the corner and your eyes are just like, Did this really just happen? Like and then and then you, and then they cut back to you. They cut back to her and they cut back to you again. And you're like, God is good. God is good. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an awesome thing to see. I can't wait to see you in the pro in the pros. And uh, how do people get a hold of you for for Instagram or any anything you want to shout out? Um, I don't know. Just follow me on Instagram if you like me. It's gifted priestess. Um, okay. But that's about it thank you so much thank you thank you for doing this i I know it's new but i'm trying to do this thing (laughs) no i'm I'm honored that you'd actually have me on your show and like value the things i have to say so i appreciate you thank you thank you i have kaya i already forgot your last name oh my gosh Kaya Knowles. <laughs> I saw I saw Kaya fight at the TVAs about two weeks ago, and I was really impressed. I just if you guys watched the last episode, I was interviewing Jason Park, and he was talking about boxing works, and I saw you guys' uniforms, and I saw Kaya perform. It was an awesome performance. It was her first fight at the tournament, and you're you, like you came forward with with the tenacity and but the the impressive thing about it was that you kept your distance the whole entire time you you hardly got hit i I wouldn't say hardly got hit but uh (laughs) better than usual (laughs) (laughs) and how long have you been training so i first started like doing muay thai classes when i was 17 um and took a little bit of a break uh when i started college and then went back like middle of college, um, but didn't really start like sparring or training for fighting or anything like that um, until 2016. So five years and then plus like maybe two years of, you know, just hitting pads, hitting the bag. When was your first moment when you knew you wanted to fight? Oh, I feel like I I wanted to fight like when I first started, you know, you, you get in there and you're so excited, like hitting pads and stuff that you're just like oh I could totally see myself like getting in the ring but um yeah it definitely took a little bit of time from that moment until like when I did actually start training yeah and if people are not familiar with boxing works you you train around uh Janet Todd and and uh, uh Jackie uh, Jackie Bhutan Bhutan yeah Bhutan. <laughs> and how how is it seeing being around those women and seeing them, how far they've gotten to the one, one championship and how, and seeing other women in the fight game, just tear it up. So inspirational. Like since the beginning, um, I started originally at boxing Works, So I saw Janet and then Jackie fighting in the amateurs and stuff. And even then I was so blown away, like by their dedication and hard work and, you know, like, their poise in the ring even you know 
Um, and then just seeing how far they both have gotten uh, fighting in IFMA, fighting internationally, and the now being in one championship is just like mind blowing, you know, it kind of shows you the path of like where you could end up if you just like stick with it and, you know, listen to your coach and everything like that. Is Muay Thai a full-time thing for you? Or are you, or are you doing other stuff on the side? You said you're going to college too, right? So I graduated college since then. Okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, I work a full-time nine to five job, um, from home right now, which is really nice. Uh, and I work in the advertising agency. So completely different, just like sitting down, typing away. <laughs> You're in advertising. Do you bring that to your, I mean, oh, it's fighting's a little different with, with promoting yourself like do you bring that to to your promotion of yourself for fighting uh so in advertising i actually work in the finance department so okay. uh, a little different <laughs> there have been times where i'm like oh maybe i'll make like a spreadsheet to like count my ticket sales and stuff like that so that's maybe the only like transferable thing um but what's nice about my job is there's at least like some kind of flexibility so they let me like train in the morning and then train in the evening as well. And then, you know, I can still keep this thing going. Do you see yourself fighting for one championship and going pro? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's definitely the, the goal. I want to follow in my teammates footsteps for sure. What is the farthest place that you fought before? I think it is Iowa. That's my yeah. third time doing that tournament in Iowa. So I've been there uh, a few times. <laughs> And uh, the first, my first fight ever was actually in Iowa as well. So it was like my first fight, I was uh, <laughs> flying, what is it, like three hours or something? Yeah. Oh, uh, it, I think from from California, it was like six hours. Was it? Oh my yeah. gosh. I'll <laughs> <laughs> sleep it on the plane. <laughs> yeah. I have, I always ask like people that I have on, how, how has Muay Thai changed your life? In so many ways. Um, uh, a big thing that I, I like to give credit to Muay Thai is like a lot of the mental aspects. Um, cause, uh, before training, fighting, all of that, I was somebody who was not very confident in myself. Um, and through the years of like fighting and losing fights and then having to go back and readjust, and then winning fights and then losing, you know, like all the peaks and valleys, it kind of uh, teaches you how to be more even keel with, you know, your mental game. Um, and I feel like it's really transferred in all of life, you know? Yeah. So definitely that. Muay Thai, Jason Parkhead said last, the last episode, Muay Thai is life. And I, I that's, I took, <laughs> Muay Thai is life. For upcoming, like, uh, women fighters that want to get into it what what are your what would you say to them if they're on the the cusp of fighting or not fighting like where they're right on the border what would you tell them you you do have to really want it so if you're if you're unsure i'd say you could try you know like a smoker or maybe your first fight but past that like you can't be unsure of yourself and i like that's something that I learned personally, uh, be, like I said, the confidence issues and stuff. Um, the first couple fights I was going in sort of unsure about myself still. Um, and that 
didn't really lead to the best results. Um, so making sure that, you know, you know what you want and you have a plan set forth and like going for it, you know, uh, that, and then for the woman specific thing, um, there's, there's not much like difference. I think I would say that to a man too, who yeah. was on the cusp of, you know, either wanting to fight or not wanting to fight, just uh, like being sure. But I, 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 I enjoy hobbies on Sundays and, and I love to do whatever, whatever my mind takes me to. What are, what are your hobbies other than Muay Thai? Uh, other than Muay Thai, uh, I like drawing and painting, that kind of thing. Um, I actually went to school for art, so sort of artistic. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's been a little challenging trying to balance like training hours a day and then the nine to five. And then, you know, when you get home, you're just like, Oh, I just want to go to sleep. Um, but lately I've, I've been reconnecting to that a lot more and, uh, doing more doodles, hopefully doing more bigger illustrations. (laughs) And why, why didn't you pursue the, the art, the art? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, you know, there was a point, um, sometime during my college career, uh, that it just like, I got super burnt out on it. And, um, I was working at a studio, like doing art assisting. Um, and that was pretty cool, but, uh, like doing all of that and then trying to get better at Muay Thai and trying to get more fights. Um, it became a time thing and a priorities thing. I think I prioritized like training. Um, so it, it's something that I definitely want to balance in more. Like you said, Sundays are a lot more free. So I'm hoping that maybe I could uh, throw that in those days, but yeah. you know, I have a, a teammate. She's actually a tattoo artist and oh, she's cool. a, uh, an artist and she actually wants to do dive into animation too. And Ooh, yeah, it's, I, I believe Muay Thai is art. So I think yeah. you're just an artistic person. No matter no matter what kind of art it is, you're going to find yourself doing art. And a lot of Muay Thai fighters are artists. I mean, look at Kevin Soul. I mean, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Soul. <laughs> Kevin Ross. Look yeah, at Kevin yeah. Ross. He, he, he's an awesome artist. And he is. It, most of these people I meet on my journey are, are just either photographers, uh, animators. Like just They always have something. And I, I think uh, Muay Thai is a, is a form of expression for all of us. Yeah, and you, totally. the way you express it is coming forward and beating the crap out of women, but, <laughs> but it, it's awesome. I, I love your fighting style. I had, it was awesome seeing you fight at the TBAs. What, um, is there anything you also want, uh, you want to say or, uh, promote for yourself? I just want to. Uh, always give a shout out to the team. So Boxing Works. Yay. And then uh, uh, my conditioning coach, Speed of Sport, too. I'm also team Speed of Sport. Want to put that out there. Um, and just, uh, yeah, thank you for watching the fight and uh, reaching out to me. That's so cool. People find you on Instagram if they want to follow you. Kaya on Faya. Uh, so it's my name, C-A-I-A on Faya F. 
I-Y-A. Sorry, spelling is... Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll put, I'll tag you and everything. I'll link you and everything so people could find you. So yeah. thank you for doing this again. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me.